Mission Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and I'm sitting here in person again with Michael Massey, just trying to soak up all the live time that I can get while he's here in town. So, welcome, Michael. Thank you. Good to be here once again. Hello, everyone. So, Michael and I were meeting today, got into a good flow, and thought, let's take advantage of this um, and, and have a chat that we record. So, we've been wanting, I've been wanting for a while to talk about angels. Angels. On, on the podcast. So, Michael has at least one great angel story, and I've been very drawn to angels forever. Who doesn't like angels? I know. Who doesn't like a good angel story? I so, know. Um, so you have a great one regarding a time that you were spending with your grandma when she was in high, in, in high school, in hospital. Um, so why don't you just talk us through that? Okay. All right. Well, um, this is my... Yeah, see, I think on the prior podcast we were... Oh, we were talking about, and that was two more, two ago, that we're doing magic and miracles yes. and stuff. So this is kind of in the spirit of the miraculous. And, uh, uh, you know, we might talk, we'll talk about, maybe share the story, and then uh, then we can talk a little bit about earth angels and, and uh, uh, maybe different kinds of angels. But um this uh yeah this particular story this happened back in 2011 um it was right at the end of may i happened to be up in the pacific northwest at the time and i was feeling called to go up into canada i wanted to go visit um lake louise in banff and uh me and a friend of mine we had kind of tracked our journey up there and we got turned away at the border they wouldn't let us through, and I'm like, ah, what's going on here? This isn't the way it's supposed to go. <laughs> and uh, so we we had no choice but we had to we had to turn around. Oh, you and, didn't have your passport or something? Um, yeah, I just say it wasn't the right it wasn't the right time. Um, my friend had a he had a I think he'd had a. They do let did like a background check or something on us, and he had had a, a DUI or something some years before or something, which put a flag on his license or. I, anyways, it was. Canada's picky. It was yeah. super picky, and it was like <laughs> I I could have probably gotten through on my own. Um, um, well, that wasn't the plan. I know that was. I was like, what is going on? And it's like, and I'd been. Uh, you know, living on a already in this kind of a, a mission-oriented, service-oriented flow state, and they, it was like all the signs were pointing to go to Canada, and nope, nope. So um, we uh, started making our way back, back down south, and um, uh, I got back down to the Eugene. Oregon area, and as soon as we got there, um, I got a call from my folks that my grandmother um, had just gone into the hospital, and immediately I was like, I knew, I'm like, ah, it's her time, and 
And uh, so I talked to my folks, and I said, uh, um, I, I need to go to, down and see see Grandma and be with her. And so, uh, so I did. So I popped a flight and went down. Um, she was in uh, Sun City, uh, Arizona, just in a suburb there uh, in the Phoenix, uh, Phoenix metro area. And uh, so I went down, and I think that was, I want to say that was on a, I flew down on a Monday, I believe it was. And uh, my dad had joined in, and um, he, I think he arrived, I think that on Tuesday or Wednesday. So we were both there, and we spent a few days uh, with her. Um, my dad was, um, um, uh, let's say he wasn't quite ready to let go of his mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dad had already passed. Uh, my grandfather had passed a few years before, but, um, uh, you know, this was, yeah, that was the end of this chapter, right? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so in any event, she, my uh, grandmother, she was, I, I was very clear to me that, that she was not coming out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. And... So, uh, you know, I spent some time spent some time with her, which I'm really glad that I did. Um, and by along about Saturday, my dis- my dad just decided uh, to go back, uh, come back to Indiana. So he he caught a flight out and flew back that morning on Saturday. Now at this time, my grandmother had been placed in the um, like the quarantine ward uh, for uh, when there's risk of C diff. And so uh, she's in this this quarantine ward, which means we have to gown up, up, garb up fully uh, to enter the room. And then when you exit the room, you have to strip all of that, and that goes into the incineration bag or whatever. And and so every time you go in and out of the room, you got to do this garb up thing. And so I was just spinning. This was a Saturday, and... Uh, it was ultimately, um, uh, she would, I would eventually get the call the following morning around five o'clock in the morning that, that it was her time. And she ended up passing around nine o'clock the following morning. So this is, she we're less than, yeah, we're in final hour stage here. And, um, but as soon as my dad left, the funny thing is she was holding on as long as my dad was there. And this is not uncommon. I've seen this uh, happen with with the role of families and and somebody holding on mm-hmm. as long as their family is there. Um, and um, so, was, but as soon as my dad went, then she started a, a pretty quick decline. Now, that's that Saturday afternoon. Um, I, I was, I was, had gone in there. I was there with my all garbed up in the room. And uh, my, my grandmother, she was in a lot of pain. And her heart, her her blood pressure was is already pretty low, so they had taken her and they wouldn't give her any morphine because that would that would have yeah that would no it would have killed her basically mm-hmm. um, no well I guess it would have no she only had well I would you know it was just a little over twelve hours to go, but um, so they weren't off of she was off of uh, morphine or any painkillers she was in really really uncomfortable. And in a lot of pain, and she's moaning, and I'm just—I just wanted to, you know, what I don't—I don't know what to do. I don't know how do I help her. 
And um, so uh, I'm still garbed up, and I go to the doorway, and I'm looking out into the ward, and I try to flag down the nurse who was assigned to um, uh, assigned to our room, and she she just blew us off, and was, it was pretty rude, and you know, and I'm just kind of standing there, and I'm I'm just I don't know what to do, and if I I didn't want to step out of the room and try and go find somebody to help, because mm-hmm. you got to strip all the way down and, yeah. and regarb up, so I'm just kind of standing there, and. Uh, and then just kind of like out of nowhere, this this beautiful blonde middle aged gal just comes kind of walking out of nowhere, <laughs> mm. and looks at me, and she just kind of cocks her head and looks at me and says, "Do you need help?" Mm. And I said, "Yeah, I need help." She says, "Okay," and so she she gowns her garbs up as well, and and she comes into the room with me and. She, I'm standing on one side of my grandmother and and uh and she's standing on the other and she's 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 just looking at my grandmother and this love was just just radiating out of this this gal and I'm you know I'm sensitive to energies and all that I've you know already had that level of awakening and and I'm looking at her and I'm like I'm like who are you? Yeah. And I said you have like the most amazing heart. And she kind of like was a little bit taken aback almost. She didn't say anything in response to that. She just kind of looked at me like 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 oh, you noticed that or yeah. and some some surprise. And um and then then she just went to to work with my uh grandmother and said she um, was able to rearrange her on the bed, move her, get her out of pain, and um, made her comfortable. And then my mom, my grandmother would just went knocked right out mm. to sleep, and uh, that was a, just a miracle mm. for me. And and um, and so we kind of make our way back to the door, and, and she steps out and starts to strip down the the strip off the guards and gown and all that sort of stuff and puts it in the, the, the bin. And um, and then uh, she turns to me and she says something. Now, the funny thing about it is, is, is I'm, I'm, i got to share this little bit of information before I, I tell you what she said. But um, I had been doing body and energy work now at this point for a little over about a year and um uh not necessarily full-time but i i'd done my fair share of it and so one of the things that i would be doing is i would snap and this was a way for me to um i would hold a frequency in mind and make a request on into the grid to actually snap was a way of snapping in an angel so when I needed angelic presence in a space or room that I was working with somebody, that was, mm-hmm. this is what I did. So now we've called yeah. four of them. Yes, yes, welcome. yes. We just called <laughs> yeah. four angels there. Yeah, you see what I did there? Okay. So, um, so anyways, now we're back to this, back to this hospital ward. 
And so this gal, she, she's standing there. She trips off the gown and whatnot, and she puts it away. And then she, she looks at me briefly, and she says, hey, just let me know if you need help again. And then she walks away. And as she's walking away, she says, and she does, she says, or you can always do that snap thing. And she, yeah, she waves her hand. She gives a little, little hip toss, you know. She puts a whole body snap into it. She says, oh, you can do that snap thing. And I'm like, what did she just say? And how did she know that? And then she walks across the ward, and she goes right through this door on the other side. And I'm just standing there watching her go away and walk through this door. Processing. Going, wow, Did what just what happened? Just happened? <laughs> that was unusual. And I stood there for a few minutes, and then curiosity was getting the best of me. I'm like, I didn't even get this gal's name. And I'm like, I have to find out who she is so I can at least put a word in to the supervisor that you got this awesome nurse. And she, I was just so overwhelmed with, with gratitude. And so I'm sitting, just waiting for her to come back out of this like little office door um, across the way, but she doesn't come out. So after a few minutes, so I said, okay, fine. So I strip off the, my own gown and garb. And I walk across the, the ward and go up to that door, and it says utility closet on it. And I look, and it says employees only. And I'm like, what? And I, I curiosity, I'm like, I don't care. I'm not, I, I have to know. I have to know. And so I open up the door, and yeah, it's, it's all just, you know, whatever. Uh, bandages and supplies, medical supplies in this broom closet, basically. That was it. Wow. So, um, and clearly no person is in there. No, yeah. no, there's nothing. There's, yeah, there's toilet paper rolls and gauze bandages and syringe packets and... And no people. And no people. Nope. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And so uh, about, hmm, about 30 minutes later or so, I had ran down to the cafeteria and back up and... Um, the supervisor of the ward uh, came up to me and, and wanted to apologize mm-hmm. um, because she, she had heard of, you know there was that our nurse had been rude to me and hadn't been taken care of. So she said, "Hey, I, I look, I just wanted you to know I'm handling it and and I really apologize. Is there anything that you need uh, for your grandmother?" And I says, "Well, actually, um, yeah, that happened, and thank you, I appreciate it, but." This this other this this other blonde nurse totally took care of us, and I described her. I'm like, who who was that? And she looked at me. And she said, I don't know. She says we don't have we don't have anyone on the rotation that matches that description. We don't have anybody that works this ward ever on that of that description. So who was she? Well. Uh, in my book, you know, that that there, that was an angel that came and visited me and my grandmother that day. And, uh, you know, it's, it's either that or I, you know, is it, you know, it makes you wonder. It's like, um, 
or is it Starship Enterprise or something <laughs> hovering over there and they got, you know, somebody's like teleported into yeah. that closet and then yeah. teleported them out. Uh, you know. But we know I, that it wasn't... It, it wasn't, wasn't part of this dimension. No, no, this is whatever the, the source of the mystery. Yeah, it would be. It would. It's deemed a supernatural encounter, and um, what a blessing, and um, and and a and a mystery as well. And you know, it's. These little moments, and this is one of the, the, the things that's like, um, uh, let's see here, that was 2011 that happened. It, it happened, uh, I had another encounter a few, a couple years after that. It was 2013, and I was in Hawaii, and um, I was feeling really prompted that it was important to go down to uh, Pearl Harbor. Um, on December 7th, so the anniversary of the, the Pearl Harbor bombing. And um, uh, my good friend Kat, um, I asked her, and she's real intuitive as well. I'm like, I said, hey, yeah, do you think we should? It's just, she, she's like, yes, we, we need to go. And we're told to expect, especially on the anniversary date, that it's that... Really busy yes, or? it can be totally busy, and you you know get there early. You may not even because you might not be able to get a ticket mm. to go over there. So you you have to take a little ferry that takes you over to the where the uh, Arizona, the USS Arizona, was sunk. And um, so, and incidentally, I, we, we did we get there. It was it was there was so many people and. Um, all the overflow parking lots were already filled up. We're rolling up about 9.30 in the morning. Oh, wow. And Wait, first of all, you were awake at 9.30 in the morning? I know. Actually, I was even oh awake God. earlier than that in order to get over there. Whoa. And Let's just let that sink in. Okay. okay. All right. So, <laughs> so we go, th- we check, we first started the overflows, and, and there's no parking at all. And like, well, let's drive up to the front, and... We drive up to the front, um, and of course, there's a there's a one spot parking spot you. just yeah right right like you know in the second row. Um, so we go ahead, we park, and we get out, um, and we're just walking. We're walking across the parking lot, we um, and just take one step up onto the curb, and this. This is a funny thing. Like, that nurse was, like, she wasn't, like, super, just beautiful, like, radiant. You know those people that are, it's it's not necessarily, yeah, she had beautiful facial features and stuff like that, but it wasn't like she was, uh, you know, supermodel thing. But just those, sometimes you just meet someone who just so glows that they're just beautiful. Yeah. And so... We step here now here in Hawaii in Pearl Harbor. We step up on the curb, and this couple just shows up. That is, they're just glowing. They're just so beautiful, and they came walk directly up to us and says, "Oh, you two need a couple of tickets, don't you?" 
And we're like, yeah. Um, and they go, well, here you go. And they just handed it to them, to us and then walked right past us. And I looked, <laughs> I looked at Kat and she looked at me. We, we, you know, we checked it and it was, I think it was, we were, it was about 9.35 or something at that time. And it was the, it was the 10 o'clock um, ferry to, to go over. So it was the 10 o'clock wow. tickets. And, um, and we're like, wow, okay. And I turned, to, I turned back to look to like thank them and they're gone. They're really? just, yeah. I'm like, where did they go? And she goes, do you see where they, and they're like, uh, they're gone. Wow. Yeah. And um, I'm like, wow, okay. Um, and I think, I was like, wow, we just got blessed. And, and she's like, yeah, we just did. And then out of curiosity, um, I just went to check at the ticket counter. And the, and the next ones that were available were like 4.30. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So we were either going to have to camp out all day or... Just scrap it. Scrap it or leave and yeah. come back. Um, so, bam. And that ended up being a really beautiful experience to kind of to, to do some of the shamanic work. Um and to go out to that USS Arizona and to t- tune into it and, and uh, um, to free any souls still trapped in there. So that was the kind of the, the mission of the day. And so, um, and our good Lord saw fit to send a couple angels to make sure that that was done. Wow. Yeah, super, super cool. And... Uh, um, now these were two examples of, of like materialization right. of an a- angel, as we call it, in human, human form, form. Yeah. Um, and then the subsequent dematerialization. So they mm-hmm. kind of beamed in and they beamed out. Yeah. And what a beautiful thing that is. Um, and you know, there's it, it. We have in our, you know, how, how often do we? We have in our own vernacular um, the earth angel kind of thing of of calling. You know, when you know we refer to each other as, as angels when we bless each other in yeah. in one way or form, and um, in. And to me, this is you know this is also an example of angels, but it's a it's a diff it's a different form, form or yeah. Uh, and one of the cool things that we can do is we we ourselves it feels good, obviously to to be blessed by an angel, but it feels really good to be an angel. Mm, yeah. Yes, and so. To each of us and to all those listening, if you've never actually consciously done, done this in terms of your, you know, the things that we might, we, uh, you know, want to manifest or put our attention towards or open up to, is opening up to being an angel. Mm. And what will happen is that you'll get prompted to do something um, seemingly random, you know, and it could be to, you know, you know, it could be a, to treat a homeless person to some food or 
or you, you know, you, you've got a hundred dollar bill in there and you see somebody who might need it and you all of a sudden you just feel this prompt to mm-hmm. just to, to give it. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the fun part about being an angel is it's like, get in, get out. It, it's really because that's the nature of the angel. The angels don't accept the glory for themselves. It all it's all to the glory of God. That is the nature of an angel, and so they do not take too too much to <laughs> um, uh, yeah to praise, praise or any of yeah. any of that. It's like how to make an angel uncomfortable. You know, <laughs> no, just yeah, focus all the attention on them. They're like ah. Okay, and so these angelic missions, and it's this really cool thing where you just you just do it, and there's the when when prompted to, you'll know what it is you need to do. It might not make full rational sense, but it'll just be like I need to do this, mm-hmm. and then you do it, and then it's like exit out of the equation, um, you know, uh, be, yeah, before. <laughs> Before any of you know yeah. well, conversation could be made about it, create a space for mystery, maybe you know, yeah. so that it can have that quality to, <laughs> to it. it. Yes, of something that's pure and from the heart, the and it's not no. about like glorifying the ego of the giver or right. And it's left that person is left with. And this is the beauty of a little angelic mission because. The person that, who just a recipient of the blessing, they've got nowhere to turn except to God to, to give thanks. Yeah. They, it's because they're, they're, they're having the similar kind of thing where they're going, did that just, did that just happen? Yeah. You know, and there's no one there to think, and so there's just a gratitude that begins to well up within their heart. And it's, it's, beautiful it's a beautiful thing and so we have the opportunity as humans to be earth angels and to bless each other this way and uh, it's it's delightful it's delightful on the receiving side but it's it's just incredibly fulfilling from a service Mm -hmm. perspective to be able to give this way and um, so I I guess I I encourage whoever is willing to join the ranks of the angelic forces and to be of service in this way and all you got to do is open up ask and be ready and you never know you know when you might be called on to do this kind of this kind of work, yeah. but it is rewarding for sure. Oh, I love that. That's that's beautiful. Now, um, if if people want to have a more uh, a stronger connection with the angelic realm um, consciously. So it's wonderful to have these surprises and these interventions, but are there things that people can do to strengthen their connection um, to, to choose that? Cultivate love and gratitude in one's heart. Mm. I mean, it's is 
which is, it doesn't get any more fundamental than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that just opens up pathways yeah. to allow them to flow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, there's, the only requirement is to have an open heart. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't take any kind of psychic or telepathic connection to any anything mm-hmm. it just takes an open war an open heart and a willingness to be of service mm-hmm. that's it that's beautiful. yeah it's really yeah it's made as simple as it can be mm-hmm. yeah you know and don't underestimate you know i used an example of you know you know giving a gift in terms of money or something like that sometimes <laughs> sometimes somebody just needs a hug mm-hmm. and when you feel that, you know, might feel this, uh, when you feel the prod or the prompting, uh, the nudge of the Holy Spirit, if you will, then what's actually happening is that, that there is an angelic presence that is coming through you so that it, when you d- give a hug, you're del- it's like you're a, you're a vehicle of delivering an angel to that person. And so what you're going to do is you're going to hug them and it's going to transfer that angel to them. Wow. Well, that's beautiful. That is amazing. Yeah. And it it can be that. Mm. And the... And who, you know, God only knows what, you know, the butterfly effect, the ripple effect of what that, that, that little mission to deliver a hug, how that could change. Yeah. That person, the whole rest of that person's day, their, that person's life, the, you know, that could ripple out and. Change the whole course of human history. I, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. Well, I think that's a great, a great place to wrap up. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your stories and bringing us closer to the angels. Thank you for snapping like ten angels into this. <laughs> there we go. 15, thank you. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, it's such a blessing to be with you. It's a, it's a blessing to, to uh, co-create this with you, Michael, with you, the listener, and to create this beautiful space. Um, just please let, keep letting that, um, letting yourself be open so that that angelic flow has, has, pathways into this planet a big angel wing hug to everyone who's listening to this right now i love you all wonderful thank you michael such a blessing and thank you thank you for listening and if this podcast episode resonated with you and who doesn't love angels who wouldn't this resonate with? Um, perhaps you feel inspired to share and to send this to somebody who 
who could use a little lift and let that let that angelic flow flow through you as well as you share in loving light. I um, also encourage you to to rate or review this episode or this podcast. That would mean so much. And um, I just appreciate and honor your support in that way. So I wish you many, many blessings. And I look forward to the next meditation conversation.